0: What's so up guys? Welcome back to ADHD Remission. Today, um, <laughs> do I even have to say it again? My name is Franklin, I'm 17. Um, I used to have ADHD, now I don't. You might not have heard that before. Um, your doctor might have told you that uh, it's impossible to reverse, or maybe you know WebMD or some expert told you that. Uh, you can listen to them, or you know you can just try out what I have to say, and um, I guarantee you will see some improvement. At least I can guarantee you will see some improvement. Um, But I I, I saw a complete improvement I saw basically a full remission of my ADHD That's the gist of it Um, This is my podcast where I'm going to help you do the same Um, If you can't achieve that result Then I can promise, guarantee that you will at least uh, make some big progress So uh, If you didn't watch the introductory episode Which you probably don't even have to at this point (laughs) repeated this so many times um, I have, and I don't mean to sound Egotistical, but... Let's just get into it. So, I have a six-step framework. Um, These six things, six factors, which I think are most causative in ADHD. So, the first is dopaminergics. Second is endocrine disruptors. Third is polyunsaturated fatty acids. Fourth is um, exercise. Fifth is nutrient deficiency. And sixth is serotonin. So, uh, if you can't tell by the episode, this one is going to be the serotonin one. I'm actually really excited because... Uh, not only, as I, I think, is serotonin one of the biggest factors in ADHD in a lot of disease nowadays, um, I actually, well, I'm very excited to get done with these introductory episodes so that we can start diving into um, really cool, deeper stuff about ADHD, and I can start making more specified episodes to really give you guys that high value, okay? So, yeah, today's episode is about serotonin, and no, not low serotonin. High serotonin. Um, You know, serotonin, the happy hormone. um, That's not what I would describe it as. Um, And that's not what the literature describes it as either. But that's what Google describes it as. And that's maybe what your doctor has described it as. Um, But yeah, I think that it is a lot more than a happiness hormone. I think it's actually um, kind of anti-happiness hormone. We've seen that. Not only has the low serotonin theory of depression been rejected for um, multiple decades, um, it's actually very clear in the literature that high serotonin is causative in depression. Um, and in low energy states in general, because it's a very suppressive of dopamine. Turns out, um, this is the same reason that it is causative in ADHD, <laughs> um, because ADHD is a condition of low dopamine. That is what caused ADHD and um when it comes to like specific hyperactivity there's some food allergies but the main thing that's really going to cause the attention deficit is um just low dopamine right the inability to pay attention the inability to be disciplined uh focus all this stuff is because of dysfunctional dopamine. Um, and as i just stated dopamine and serotonin have an inverse relationship so they high dopamine is going to lower serotonin high serotonin is going to lower dopamine so um, if we've already gotten out of the way that we know that low serotonin does not cause depression, um, maybe if you're taking some like serotonin pharmaceutical blocker, that's probably not going to be good because that might get too low. But um, through natural interventions, there's probably you probably can't really go too low with serotonin. And this might all sound really shocking to you, really overwhelming. Um, but this is going to be one of the big things that we're going to be talking about on the show overall is serotonin. So you guys are going to have lots of time to um adjust to this radical theory you don't even have to adjust it you can just just try it out and you will see improvements so generally we want to have serotonin kind of as low as possible because that's going to allow us to have the most dopamine and the most energy so serotonin suppresses dopamine and also suppresses androgens which are very important in dopamine production i talk about androgens in almost every episode um so I think it's important to start with the fact that, um, you know, as I said, I don't think it can really go too well. That might sound kind of crazy, um, but the reason I think that is because everything in our contemporary society raises serotonin. Um, High-fiber diets raise serotonin. Um, polyunsaturated fatty acids raise serotonin. Vegetables, those kind of healthy plant chemicals, those raise serotonin. Those polyphenols, the... You know, the specific antioxidants, you know, uh, resveratrol, curcumin, all those things uh, have a net effect of raising serotonin. The vast majority of them. Some of them do it at an insignificant level, but um, others, like resveratrol, are not so insignificant. Those are going to increase it a lot more. Um, I think low, low sunlight is a big cause of uh, high serotonin. Low UV exposure, I think, is a cause of high serotonin. Um, and you know, what they're telling us to do with the UV and the sunscreen. Um, uh, should I say that? All right. This one, it's more controversial, but electromagnetic frequencies do raise serotonin. I'm sorry. It's just true. Um, I'm not going to go into that right now. I'm not going to go into any studies. You don't, you know what? You don't even have to believe that. You can just assume that I just lied. Um, we're going to go into that at some point, but it's not really that relevant right now. Um, pollutants raise serotonin. So, gut irritants, which we have a lot of, um, when your when your gut is irritated, like when your gut gets like scratched and irritated, that is the number one time that serotonin is released. It's not when you're happy. It's when your gut gets irritated, or when you're you know stressed out. Um, chronic alcoholism increases serotonin. Uh, acute alcoholism decreases, but long term alcoholism, you will notice that these people have higher serotonin. Also, it's proved in the literature so um, shouldn't we be happy since this is a happy hormone shouldn't we have no depression since we're living in a society of just high serotonin another thing uh, if you didn't hear me in the second episode or you know the third episode but the second introduction endocrine disruptors um, as I said in the video or the episode um, there really aren't any androgenic endocrine disruptors they're basically all estrogenic and it turns out that estrogen is serotonin yep so I have a challenge for you. If you can find me one thing in society that's currently being pushed right now or any mainstream health recommendation that does not raise serotonin, um, what can I give you? I don't know if I can give you anything, but, um, (laughs) Mm, yeah, just find me one. I'll, I'll decide what to give you. But please, can someone find me one piece of mainstream health advice which actually does not raise serotonin and, um, lower dopamine there's lots of things which will they'll say will lower increase dopamine but um that's not true and we're gonna dive into that in this video so um the you guys probably don't really care a lot about other disorders you mainly care about adhd because you have adhd so we're gonna get right into the impact serotonin has on adhd so um this is one thing you should be wary of google will just lie to you (laughs) you should probably know so i'll give you an example right So I'm going to type in ADHD serotonin. The onset of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder (ADHD) in childhood is characterized by developmentally inappropriate levels of hyperactivity, impulsivity, and and inattention. A chronic deficit of serotonin at the synapse may trigger symptoms of ADHD. Um, And I know that goes against what I just said, but we're going to talk about why this is just not true. Uh, I think this, this is going to be true in one one scenario. Of childhood ADHD, which I don't believe in most cases, most cases of, or most diagnoses of child ADHD is just because the kid has high energy, which in many cases is actually a high dopamine state, so it would be completely ridiculous to call us ADHD, this is just a normal state of a child. Um, If your child's, you know, making noises in class, um, if your child, whatever, right, if your child, if you're if if you haven't given them like an iPad or a phone or anything to watch, and they're making noises in class. They don't have ADHD. They're just, um, they have a lot of energy. But I think if, if this is a big problem, I see a lot of kids walking around. They have like iPads. They're watching, you know, their show or whatever. Those kids will probably acquire ADHD very quickly because they're going to get into a low dopamine state. Um, but this a chronic deficit of serotonin at the synapse may trigger symptoms of ADHD. Um, I think this is not true. We're going to talk about this. So let me scroll down. Um, nature journal says the five H T one B receptor gene has to do with serotonin or has to do with AHG. I don't agree with that. The five although or right, if you're not if you're wondering what that is, five um, 5-HT means serotonin so serotonin one B receptor. Um Yeah. So <laughs> well, elevating serotonin appears to restore the delicate balance between the brain chemicals, dopamine and serotonin, and calms hyperactivity. Um this is simply not true. And this is very wrong in the research, and it's also very wrong in um, just logic, right? Uh, serotonin lowers dopamine. The only the only time this would be true is, as I stated earlier, if a kid is in a high-energy state, high-dopamine state, which is not ADHD, and the teacher is saying they have ADHD because they're, you know, being a child, um, that can be calmed by raising serotonin because serotonin is going to rob them of their energy. So... Yeah, a chronic deficit of serotonin at the SAMHSA may trigger symptoms of HD Garbage. So now we're going to look at some actual studies and not just, um, like if you, if you click on this, um, it's, it's just, yeah, it's just an abstract. So this is, it's not, it's not science. Um, I don't think we should just rely on science because a lot, there's not a lot of data, especially on the HD. There's not as much as I would like to see. I think we should rely on logic too. From what we've seen in the data, I think we can deduce more things. But um, this is just not even research at all. (laughs) So um, if you type into the Google ADHD high serotonin, yeah. Oh, this is a different study than I usually see. But uh, let's see. I don't even know if this is going to support my point. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Wait, hold on. What? <laughs> wait, wait wait wait. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay, I know this is probably not well prepared, but let me, let me. I, I'm, I think I'm reading this wrong. The hypothesis suggests that chronic deficiency in the available serotonin level may contribute to these clinical symptoms of ADHD. Um, just studies have reported that ADHD in ADHD patients there is a twenty five percent reduction in binding capacity of serotonin transporter. Um well <laughs> I'm so confused. Um oh okay no I'm brain dead. I'm sorry. <laughs> um okay that makes sense. So I reported that in ADHD patients there's a twenty five percent reduction in binding capacity of serotonin transporter. Okay. So, what I was reading... Yeah, I was reading that wrong. What I was reading is that um, that the, the serotonin uh, transporter was overactive, which means you'd have lower serotonin. But, um, yeah, that's strange. Um, yeah, that completely goes against everything I've said in this video. But I think that this could be kind of confounded. I'm definitely looking at this when I, um, when I close this. But um, I just... To uh, save my pride... Um I think that it'd be better to test the receptor directly instead of um the serotonin transporter because serotonin can still be elevated without serotonin even with a uh, even with a um lower transporter efficacy. So for example, you have things like serotonin reuptake inhibitors which are going to have the same effect. And then you have things like serotonin releasing agents um which I mean, a lot of these, like I said, yeah, okay. Every every um, intervention that's in our current current society that I mentioned earlier, I don't think I don't think any of those things um, d- increase serotonin by down-regulating the serotonin transporter. They um, increase serotonin by being direct serotonin releasers. So I think that while that's definitely interesting that they have lower levels, I'm gonna look into that. I'm I'm not I'm not sure on that, but um, I mean that doesn't exactly uh, debunk what I said. <laughs> But that's definitely interesting. Um, but I, I don't think that a low transporter necessarily means that there's um, lower serotonin. Wait, hold on. Am I am I tweaking? <laughs> I might have. I, I'm, I'm sorry. This is a really bad episode. Twenty five percent reduction in. I'm 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 in a high serotonin mindset right now because I'm. I'm just tweaking out. So, there's 25% reduction. What? <laughs> I reported that in ADHD patients, there's a 25% reduction in binding capacity of serotonin transport. So, wouldn't that mean that there would be more serotonin? Because there's less serotonin. For... I don't know. This is <laughs> I'm looking really stupid right now. But I mean yeah, I don't I don't think that's very very conclusive. So um Let me find this. Okay. Yeah, this was the study that I was using. So, um, yeah. Okay, this is why I don't really like it because there. And this is what I said earlier. So don't like, <laughs> don't be focused. Like, oh, you cover. I. I really. I'm not a fan of um, relying too much on this stuff because there's a lot of confounding. And again, I had did, had never looked at that study before I opened this. So I'm gonna look at that after. I'm gonna uh, revise my opinion. I really don't think it'll change. Uh, I don't predict it will change because, um, I mean, just the logic of serotonin is going to lower dopamine and we know that ADHD, low attention is not caused by low serotonin. Um, in, in many cases, an adult ADHD is often a lack of energy, um, to be able to focus and you just need something stimulating so that you can have any amount of energy. So yeah, this is not, <laughs> I have probably just lost all credibility, um, I'm going to look at that after, but uh, here we have the study that I was uh, looking for (laughs) in confirmation bias, but um, I still think that this is pretty good. So the conclusion, I'm just going to skip straight to the conclusion because this is getting pretty long, but um, the conclusion was that, so they they looked at the actual, and I think that this is a little bit more reliable, although again, I might have a confirmation bias because it's not testing the, the transporter, but it's testing the actual levels of serotonin, it's testing the receptor. So um, or no, this might not be serotonin receptor. This might just be blood serotonin levels. And we've been told that blood serotonin levels don't go to the brain, but we know that's wrong. We're going to go into that in a different episode. Um, Serotonin, I'm just going to say, serotonin level in ADHD children was significantly higher than non-ADHD children. Um, conclusion, serotonin level in ADHD children was significantly <laughs> higher than non-ADHD children. So... um, Previous, and then there's another one that so says previous studies have indicated a decrease in blood serotonin levels among hyperactive and ADHD children. I think this might be confounded because of um, because of the fact that teachers report ADHD just because of high energy kids. This is why I was. I was a high energy kid. I did not have ADHD. I'm going to tell you a quick way right now to see if your kid is just high energy or if they have ADHD. Um, take them into the forest or just like some nature area or like a park or something and just have them run around, and if they're saying, like, oh, this is so boring, like, I want want to do something else, then yeah, they have ADHD. If they're having, if they're having fun at the park, if they're, you know, playing around there, and if you're having fun in the forest, your kid does not have ADHD, okay? Your kid has high energy. This is high dopamine, not low dopamine. This is not ADHD. Um, I think ADHD can be a problem when you just cannot pay attention, Um, but I, I don't think that I think the main problem is that these kids are just not mature enough. They don't really understand the world because they're kids and they have high energy and they don't understand why they have to, uh, learn curse. They just want to be at the park. They just want to, you know, run around. They just want to play with sticks in leaves. Okay. So I, I think that this is confounded, but when you take both sides, there's, there's research that says both sides. Um, we have a reason to believe that some of the research is confounded by, you know, that factor that I just discussed. Um, some research may be more legitimate than others. Uh, I think that in this case, the research is kind of inconclusive. Um, but we do have a lot of conclusive research on ADHD or serotonin in other areas like um, autism. So it's it's pretty well demonstrated that, you know, SSRI used during pregnancy. Autism overall um, is, can be caused by high serotonin, in, high prenatal serotonin, high serotonin in infancy and childhood. Um, this, I, there's not much contention with this. There's contention here, but there's not much contention with the autism. Um, and I don't think that, um, teachers really report autism as hard as they're going to report ADHD. And I don't think that, uh, you know, the, the diagnosers <laughs> diagnose autism as easily and as, you know, um, aloofly as they do with ADHD. I don't even know if that's a word, but um, and as you know, or as you might not know, ADHD and autism are the have the highest comorbidity of any two disorders, I'm pretty sure, um, <laughs> that are in existence. So I'm going to have to look that up too. I don't know if that's true. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's true though. I know that they're very comorbid. Um, and both of these conditions, we have good research for autism. We don't have as conclusive research for ADHD, but we can use logic and we can deduce Serotonin, high serotonin is a very likely cause of ADHD because It lowers dopamine and it's just That simple and you know This stuff is very nuanced, I don't mean to be reductionist But if something Is going to lower dopamine That is generally not going to be Good for ADHD uh, <laughs> I hope you guys like some form of argument. This is not, like I said I Or no, not like I said, I don't script Any of my videos, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna Have stuff in my mind I'm going to have studies, in, in this case I didn't have any studies, and I'm not doing any studies in the introduction, but when we go deep in episodes, I'm going to have studies, I'm going to know generally what I'm going to talk about, and I'm going to use my own experiences, I'm going to use the literature, but I'm not going to script anything, so there's going to be awkward moments like this, I hope you didn't um, lose all faith in me because of that, um, but yeah, uh, I hope you got some value from this video, this is going to be, like I said, going to be the last introduction video, um, I'm not sure what I'm going to talk about first, but I have a gigantic... I, I'm seeing, I think I have like 50 things right now. I have like 50 episodes planned that I'm going to make. I have so many ideas, so much stuff I'm excited to talk about with you guys um, that I can almost promise that you have not heard of. And again, that's not ego. It's just, you know, I hadn't heard of stuff six months, maybe in some cases two months ago. Right? Um, but yeah. Have a good day. And... Um, oh... <sighs> I'm sorry. One more thing. Just anecdotally, um, those things that I mentioned earlier that raise serotonin when I remove them from my life, and I can almost be certain that I have low serotonin right now. And, you know, study of worm, bro science, I don't care. One thing I'm going to use, I'm going to use a little bit of bro science. Because when there's a lack of science, um, there needs to be a little bit of bro science. <laughs> um, You know, it's bro science before it's real science. So, I hope that didn't turn anyone off. What I mean by bro science is like a kind of combination of experience and not experience and logic that I'm deducing myself. Um, That's not really shown in the literature just because there's not much literature. Um, But in my personal experience, I have seen a lot of changes in my energy, which I can only assume is by my dopamine, in reducing serotonin. And again, no, I did not get a, <laughs> a test. I did not get an fMRI. I did not get a test on my serotonin receptor directly. But um, I just I just know, dude. I just know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hope nothing in this episode really uh, push you away. We're going to have this right now because I'm done wasting your time. Have a good day. And I'll see you in the next episode. Very excited to make it. I might even just make it tomorrow morning can't wait, I might just record like twenty episodes tomorrow <laughs> all right have a good day happy labor day or it's not gonna be labor day when you listen i i bye. <laughs>